another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Fan. Guys, if you have been listening to the recaps that I've been doing on 90 Day Fiance with my co-host, the amazing and comparable Angelica, you know that I promised that this episode was coming. I am talking about none other than the episode on Alina and Mike. So let's take a moment out and let's get into it. So guys, unless you've been under a rock somewhere, you have heard of the 90 Day Fiance franchise. I mean, and when I say franchise, this thing is huge. In fact, it is so huge that if the Super Bowl is on, they will not air 90 Day Fiance. If the Grammys are on, they may not air 90 Day Fiance because it actually begins to take up that much of a fan base. So, yes. And when I say franchise, there are so many spinoffs. There are spinoffs on regular television and on the streaming platform Discovery Plus, which it's the TLC Sharp Entertainment, but it is, as I always call it, this train wreck that we can't look away from. I mean, oh my goodness. So what it is, is it's simply that. You have these couples that have 90 days to decide whether they are going to get married. But here's the kicker. We're not just talking about, hey, couples that maybe you meet a person in a cafe down the street and you decide, well, I'm going to get married in 90 days. No, this is not married at first sight. What I am talking about are people that are doing the K-1 visa process, which is the process where they are marrying a fiance from across the, you know, across the globe. They have a foreign fiance and they are marrying this person. And how the K-1 visa process works is after meeting this person. Now, this doesn't mean you meet and then you get married 90 days later. No, these are people that have a real relationship and then they go on and say hey you know what this is the person I want to get married to and in every country there is a three-month period of time where you have to decide whether you're going to get married or call it quits meaning this person is now allowed to get a spousal visa Well, actually not a spousal visa, a K-1 visa, because you are marrying them. So they become, start on their process to becoming a legitimate citizen of that particular country. Because it's just not the United States that does it. There are all countries around the world do this same thing. And it's really, really interesting. So of course, again, you have 90 day fiance, you have before the 90 days, You have 90 Day Happily Ever After, The Single Life, 90 Day Diaries. I mean, the list goes on and on and you're just sitting there going down this weird rabbit hole and you're like, 
what the heck but there's always something to watch with new couples with old couples but oh my goodness so let's get into the two that I talked about in the introduction these two have come from the spinoff show before the 90 days where we follow these people during their kind of getting to know each other leading up to the engagement process or even possibly getting married um you know that part of their journey because sometimes before the 90 days doesn't stop at them getting engaged it actually goes into an actual marriage so but this is actually before that process starts before they start the k1 visa or the spousal visa now the difference between the k1 visa and the spousal visa is spousal visa means that they're already married and you're trying to figure out they got married in a different country and now you're trying to figure out how to get your husband or wife over to your home country so yes that's really where we're going with this but oh my goodness these two (laughs) these particular two individuals have you know made this season of before the 90 days quite interesting um and not interesting in a good way first there was a couple by the their names were alina and caleb alina um comes from russia and you know she met a guy named caleb and they have this thing of how they met online which is not uncommon for these couples because most of these most of these couples are meeting on chat sites or on dating sites because they're looking for love or some even meet on where you know the foreign fiance wants to learn English and they're a person that's offering to teach people English so <sighs> Alina is a little person and she's from Russia she has this kind of like fierce personality and she's known her foreign boyfriend well her American boyfriend for Caleb for about 13 years and these two decide to finally meet and see how it's going to work out and if it can actually lead to something now everybody this was like the darling couple from the beginning of the season and everybody was kind of rooting for them but there was something strange because of course with these couples they have a social media presence and usually they don't create in another social media account once they start the show they may keep their own account just change their name or some actually do and they make another account but of course there's always researchers like myself who seem to find things like other accounts discrepancies things that were said things that were posted well unfortunately for miss alina I think the fact that she kept her same account was a problem. And, you know, in this day and age, there's always a look back at things that you've posted before, things that you've said before. And so 
it came up that Miss Alina has been saying some very colorful things about people of color. So, and she goes even in, as far in some posts to begin to use the N word. Yeah, that N word. The N word that has followed black people forever and ever and ever. And, you know, she's even gone a stereotypical, you know, putting, drawing on her face, pretending to be a guy, wearing a red bandana and saying stuff like, you know, she's from a particular gang. So I'm not naming any of these things, but this is what we were seeing on her page. She's even gone as far as to make fun and say, you know, that she was going to be a Muslim's 135th wife. Um, You know, there's a lot that seems to be going on here with her. And when things started getting pointed out, she began, of course, defending herself because she felt that her there was defamation of character going on between her and then a lot of, you know, social media bloggers and content creators. But this was something that we could clearly see going on on her page. And it was at some point, it seemed to be a norm. You know, because there was even one post where she said she was going to an N-word party with N-word music and it was going to give her street cred, yo. Like, come on, we all know what you're saying. Like, really, Alina? I I can't. I, I really can't. The one thing that is hard enough to deal with on a regular basis as a Latina, as a person of color, you know, I've always said to you guys, hey. Most people, unless I start speaking Spanish, don't even know that I'm Latina. So, you know, something that has followed me, and especially with, if you guys know, I did make a an episode on my first racist experience when I was a child. So I don't understand how someone who experiences prejudice on a normal basis can validate making statements like that and saying, well, my friends know my heart. They know that I'm not a racist, but you're clearly using the N word and you know that this is a racist colloquialism. So why would you sit there and try to validate that people know your heart? They know that you're a good person. I, I, I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And I don't stand by for anyone being racist. I don't stand by for anyone using those terms and thinking that they're cute. You know, in other words, oh, well, my bad. Let me just take it back. I'm sorry. I didn't know that the N-word was offensive to people. You know, I'm really a good person. I really, really made a mistake. Yeah, you made this mistake over and over and over again. You know, it's just so, it it just doesn't fly. It really doesn't fly. And so in the end, what began to happen was people started complaining about it. Not just people of color, but fans all across the 90 Day Fiance universe began complaining that they weren't liking what they were seeing from her. So much so that TLC 
began to re-edit episodes saying that she would no longer be on any future episodes of 90 Day Fiancé or the 90 Day Fiancé franchise thereof. So uh, we thought that it was over at that point, but here come Mike and Jimena. Now, Mike was another person that kind of gave you the impression that he was being taken advantage of, you know, even though Jimena seemed to be giving us really Cruella DeVille vibes, Gold Digger vibes, you know, I'm looking for a sugar daddy to fund my whole life vibes. But, and we were all feeling bad because her whole life was, you know, Paga de Mike, paid for by Mike. So it's just, it, it was like, okay, we felt bad for this guy. We all thought that he was the guy being taken advantage of. But someone then went digging through his posts and realizes that he is also making very racist posts in prior to being on the show. And that became a problem. You know, he became such a sucky individual that even though, now here's the funny thing, the difference between him and Alina was Alina got fired from the show and Mike did not. Now, I'm not sure what TLC's reasoning for this was. Um, if anyone wants to, from TLC wants to reach out for with this, please let me know because this was something that the fans felt was also unfair was that Alina got fired for racist you know, comments, but Mike did not. He made it to the end of the show. Um, and I guess people, they wanted people to feel bad for him because it seemed like, you know, again, that this woman was taking advantage of him, which she was, but at this point with him being such a racist, disgusting person, you know, it kind of felt like, and a lot of people even said this on, on Twitter to me, was he was getting what he deserved. Now, no, no one deserves to be taken advantage of. The problem is now everyone is seeing your true colors. You cannot help when those true colors come out, but dear goodness, it was just like, what in the world? How disgusting can you be? Now, the crazy part is I think with him, he did not feel the need to go and defend himself. Um, He was more into defending his relationship with his, I don't know if you would call her his girlfriend because these two kind of got together, broke up, got together, broke up, got engaged. Um, and then, you know, then kind of weren't engaged anymore. I, I, I don't know, but it, it was just too much to take. And so much so that podcasters like myself until now 
were not talking about him. In fact, Angelica and I had made the conscious decision together not to, to leave this couple out of any of our recaps, at least until the tell-all. But dear goodness, it's like, is TLC actually vetting these people? Are they looking into th- what they've said, their ideologies? You know, this is not a time when you can afford to do this. You cannot say, hey, you know, um, let's just allow any racist to be on here. And especially, I think what gets me is especially when these people are dating foreign people. And to me, that comes off as one of the most racist statements of all time. I can't be racist because I have friends that are people of color. I can't be racist because my girlfriend is black. My girlfriend's a Latina. That does not make you not racist. You know, that does not make you not prejudice. It just makes you pick and choose whom or when you want to be it. Now, there is something that we noticed about him and Jimena's, you know, relationship, which is when he got angry, and I don't know if anyone else noticed this, when he got angry, his language changed. He turned into a very nasty individual. And I'm not sure if those posts were due to a person of color or a black person or a Latina or anyone making him upset, which now caused him to post very prejudicial things on social media. Because I did notice that, in other words, when he got angry with his girlfriend or significant other, whatever you want to call her, he became very, very venomous. And that is a problem. So in other words, if you're choosing when you do and don't want to be racist, it means it's in you all the time. You're just not using it on a daily basis, but it is there which doesn't excuse your behavior. It just makes it hidden. So I really think that TLC needs to take time and vet some of these people just a little bit more because this is not the time for racial slurs or, you know, different things that actually are hurting to the fans that sincerely watch the show. Like I said, this show last year actually outdid the Super Bowl. So much so that during the Super Bowl, there was not an episode of 90 Day Fiance. So let's get this straight. Let's be real with this. And let's start paying attention to our words. You know, because these two obviously didn't didn't care very much. And you can't tell me that you don't know that how these words have affected any person of color, whether they be male or female, adult or child, 
you know that these words, these statements have followed people of color for years. So yeah, this is what I'm saying. And this is why, again, Alina has gotten canceled and fired off of 90 Day Fiance. This is why we refuse to talk about Alina. This is why we refuse to talk about Mike. And I'm pretty sure if you're following along with any of the Instagram researchers or Twitter researchers, you will can go back and see the posts because even though Mike and Alina have both erased these posts, the researchers of the 90 day universe have kind of made them immortal. So just check them out if you want to, if it's, if you're somebody that's easily triggered, I would say don't do it. But as always, guys, I hope this was informative to you. I hope this helped you out. But as always, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hi, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast, and you're listening to Coupon Queen Pin.